we got an article here from NBC Sports, and this article is about the future of the NFL playing games in Germany. So this is from Michael David Smith. Uh, he starts off with the Buccaneers and the Seahawks will play the NFL's first regular season game in Germany on Sunday, but it won't even be close to the last. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said today that the league's current plan to play a game a year for the next four years in Germany is the only is only the bare minimum and that more may be coming. Goodell said at a fan forum that the plan is for at least four games in four years, according to Greg Allman of TheAthletic.com. Goodell added that he wouldn't be surprised if the league expands from the initial plan, given what a good response the league has had from German fans. NFL officials have said ticket demand for Sunday's game exceeded expectations. Um, tomorrow's game at Allianz Arena will be followed by a 2023 game in Frankfurt, and both stadiums have already contracted the NFL to host at least one more game beyond that. Between the NFL's ambitions in Germany and in London, it won't be surprising if American viewers soon see a time when there's an early hour, early morning game from Europe on most NFL Sundays. So what do you guys think of that? I mean, more or less Europe games. Um, I think maybe two or three more games more, but as far as location, Germany is probably as far as you should go. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not being stereotypical, but people are crazy nowadays, and they'll do anything to get attention. Um, I I don't know. I feel like don't go out of Europe. Stay out of yeah. other foreign countries. I'm not going to name specific ones, but we're at, or politically we're. Um, allies with Europe, so or, or in somewhat cases, I'm not really sure. I don't get into that stuff, but oh, um, yes, probably Germany's as far as you should go. Uh, I like it. They do have a pretty massive fan base, believe it or not. And the idea of waking up most Sundays and there is football, I just inject that in my veins. I love it. That's what we want to keep happening. It would be a shame if, like, I don't want to be the one to say this is going to happen, but say there was like an attack of some sort, and then a bunch of a bunch of players were hurt, or you know, even worse. Oh, that's that's actually entire, valid. Yeah, an entire population. I mean, if they did expand to Europe, how would that work? And that would kind of be annoying to have that long of a flight every week for some team. Well, it's called yeah. the National Football League. Yeah. I don't think they would do that. Here's the issue that I have with it. Not not having issues with having games in Europe. I think that's totally fine. My real only issue with it is just like you see the impact that it has on the teams going to and from those games. Like, I guess you could maybe build the case that, okay, yeah, when you – put those different kind of conditions on the teams. Um, you really see who the better team is or who's better at managing those conditions. So really anybody can win. But I kind of feel like, you know, you see these teams come back and they're exhausted for 
you know, the next two or three games unless they have a bye week following it. So I'm not opposed to having a couple more year. I just don't think that should be like every single week, if that makes sense. Kind of like, you know, yeah. when you get towards the end of the year for right. the NFL, they take away Thursday games and Monday games. So maybe not quite all the way through the year, but yeah, I mean, half of them is probably fine. Um, as far as other locations, say like, what what other countries could you see them going to within the next year? I'm talking definitely, about next season. I definitely think there should be games in Canada. Like all, I agree. Them. I agree. Like ev- like across the entire line that divides it, Vancouver to Toronto. What about more? Um, more neutral, neutral fields or neutral areas to play in. I'm talking about states that don't have a pro football team. Yeah, like I know they're unpopulated, and you might not as get many seats, which probably wouldn't be a Louis. very good idea. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, they have the stadium. I mean, like, these are these are people that don't get the chance to go to games because. They may be either far away or like they don't get the chance. I mean, because they're far away. So, yeah. what are what are some locations that you guys would think would be good that are in the states currently? So obviously they used to have the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. You play like one game a year in Hawaii. The mm-hmm. issue with having like a team there long term mm-hmm. is they're not like a very big state or anything. Right. So I don't think they'd have the fan base to support it. Like year-round and everything but within the states um yeah riley mentioned st louis would be interesting i know you know like what they did for baseball is they had the game at the field of dreams so they had the game in iowa something like that so yeah it's it's interesting because like if you look geographically you'd have to pick out the spots that wouldn't really have i guess within a driving distance of an NFL stadium. Because mm-hmm. even if you look at, like, Kentucky, I mean, Cincinnati is the next state over the – the next city over the border. Right. So, yeah, that's an interesting thought, though. I think Winnipeg would be a really good spot for playing in Canada because it's not really Definitely. anything. And I think it, it, I think it would be. I mean, they have their the CFL team. Yeah, and I think they, I believe they have uh, just one hockey team, too. Yeah. So then you could maybe attract some people from the Dakotas, too, and maybe upper Minnesota where they can't get much people to go see the Vikings. But Okay, Um, what are the ticket prices in Europe or Mexico or wherever they're having the game at? I like, know what, in Germany you know... Yeah. for this the game that's going to be played tomorrow, I believe the ticket prices are like 400 US dollars. Mm. I don't know what they are when they play in London. I'd have to check on that. But yeah, that that's what I know about Germany. And the reason why is because as I brought up in that article, they're seeing like a mass amounts of people from Germany who actually want to go to the games. So maybe, so you know how every team typically well not every team i guess but majority of teams end up playing on thursday and monday night throughout the year maybe what'll end up happening is they'll have at least majority of the teams play 
in Europe or something during the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at some point it could get like so popular. Maybe they just want to have like maybe eight teams just stay there and have maybe like a secondary league, like XFL type. Yeah, they actually used to do that. They had uh, NFL Europe. Oh, wasn't that kind of how <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Warner was on the come up? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it I, was. I think he played in NFL Europe. They actually had quite a few teams. I believe they did have one in Germany. I think that's a good idea, though, like have a secondary league because then, you know, you get fans to enjoy it and then potentially go up to the big thing of the NFL. So, yeah, it's another interesting thought. So I want to say, like, it's kind of staying on the same topic as the prices and the locations. Um, If they were to have, say, like a game in Alaska, could you see – could you even see that happening? Because – one population and two prices because I don't know if yeah the NFL's coming to town in in my hometown Alaska I get the chance to see it but if the prices are too much I don't really know if I want to go to that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it would ever happen there. Like yeah. I think Riley, did you bring up Vancouver as a place? Yeah, yeah, I think Vancouver would be interesting because Alaska it's close to Seattle. Alaska did cross my mind, and I think it would be really cool. But mm-hmm. yeah. To- prices would definitely be a factor okay here's another question um kind of on the same topic um so you were talking about if they were expanding into europe i don't see that happening because it's called the national football league but say north america you expand it to north america instead of just central america North America talking about Mexico and um, Canada. Could you see them expanding a team into Canada? Kind of like yeah, how they, the uh, Toronto Raptors are in the NBA. Yeah, the I think. Too. Yeah, I think Toronto, Vancouver. That's probably the places. I don't know about like Montreal because that's like another popular place for right. teams to go in professional sports. But I think Toronto is the first place they got to hit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that should happen soon. Okay, so if they were to add another franchise, would they have to add multiple more franchises or to create another division? Yeah, I would think so. So what would probably happen is they would maybe have to add, like, I don't know, two two teams at the, at the minimum. The Didn't, NHL takes a yeah. weird approach at it. They will... I'm pretty sure this is how they do it. They say, okay, we're going to add this many teams, so we're not going to do it all at once. So they have it lined up. I'm pretty sure like two years ago they added a new team, then four years ago they added a new team. I think they should just do it all at once if they're going to do it. Was it last year they had the CL Kraken? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I could say about that is like, you know, NFL rosters are massive. So when it comes to poaching from other teams, like it could get really chaotic and then you'd end up having so many different players leave the current teams that they're on. It would almost be like in Madden doing the fantasy drafts. Yeah. So so kind of like they would they would not necessarily have like a fantasy draft, but they would have like somewhat of a redraft where like a certain amount of players that are, are on contract on teams would have to like give up their contract and move to another move to the new program potentially or yeah, so kind of how it was like 
so in the NHL, they do protected players and unprotected players. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times the bigger contract players, so leave unprotected. So those unprotected players, then the awesome. expansions, expansion teams can take them if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing about like, if you add more than one team at a time, that like kind of makes it so less players are protected because, you know, more teams would have a shot at them. But I would be curious to see how that would work. I think it'd be really fun. And I hope just imagine, imagine the running back talent if they expanded. Just say even like, and this would be a max, but if they expanded to 40 teams, the, the running back talent would just be nuts. That's a good point because we were talking, we talked about in previous episodes, running back is a very replaceable position. And that just goes to show like how much talent there is at that position. Right. Yeah, I think it used to kind of be a thought like, running backs are unimportant. I don't know if it's necessarily that they're unimportant. It's like you said, there's a lot of them. So why would mm-hmm. you pay one if you can just go get another guy? Right. Topic is interceptions, Trevor Lawrence and Aaron Rodgers. Who has oh, gosh. more? It's got to be. I feel like it's got to be Rodgers. Um, I feel like this is. I feel like this is a question where you want me like it's kind of it kind of feels obvious to pick Trevor Lawrence but at the same time I'm overthinking and being like oh wait Aaron Rodgers isn't having that good of a season um I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence Aaron Rodgers has 7 and Trevor Lawrence has 6 Okay Ooh. very close I know Trevor Lawrence has a fumbling problem too Yeah so yeah like the perception of him maybe being a turnover machine Maybe more from like not only throwing picks but also fumbling the ball a lot. So I'm gonna move this into a uh, branched off topic here. The progression on Trevor Lawrence. I know this is this is his uh, sophomore year in the NFL, but what is your guys's evaluation on him? Has he gotten better? Do you think the new coaching is treating him well? I know their record isn't the best, but what, like, what's your opinions on him? I think he's definitely gotten better. My issue is he hasn't gotten as good as he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look back a year at, like, Joe Burrow, last year was his second year in the NFL, and he made massive leaps, ended up kind of carrying his team at times. We haven't seen Trevor Lawrence really do that yet. Where he's He shows just, signs of it. Yes, yeah. he does. But he hasn't quite, you know, put themselves in the conversation for the playoffs, even much less the Super Bowl. So they have I, a lot of have a lot of red zone issues for turnovers too. Part of that probably is from his fumbling problem, and yeah, I mean, throwing interceptions or just not being able to convert on your opportunities—that's another issue too. Right. So tomorrow we will get to see a matchup that we've all kind of been waiting for. It's been a long time in the making. We are going to see Stefan Diggs taking on his former team in the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll get to see Justin Jefferson, the player that was used, player that was drafted using the pick that the Vikings got for him. So Diggs and Jefferson, they're both up there in the top five in the league for sure. Um, you know, Diggs wanted to stay a Viking, but he 
basically was told that he wasn't going to get the ball as much as he wanted to, and he didn't like that, so he wanted out, which can't really blame him for that. But, you know, the comparison ever since the day that Jefferson was drafted is, okay, who's better, Jefferson or Diggs? And I think basically everybody out there can agree. I don't know if there's really, like, one set winner of this trade. I think they both won the trade. This Mm -hmm. is one of the rare W's for both teams actually winning the trade. I I want to talk about their stats. Their stats are insanely close. Diggs has one more reception. Jefferson has 10 more yards. And Diggs averages 14.3 yards. And Jefferson averages 14.7. Granted, Diggs has four more touchdowns. But that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, touchdowns are kind of random, too. Like, yeah, unless you want to point to like Adam Thielen, where he catches a lot of touchdowns in the red zone or like Travis Kelsey, or then you can show somebody who's allergic to the end zone like Julio Jones. But anybody that's not one of those guys that stands out specifically as either being a touchdown machine or the complete opposite, you can kind of view them as random. But yeah, in terms of like yards per catch and their targets and everything. Um, I think that's a good assessment is that they're both pretty close and I think they both have a pretty similar impact on their teams. Um, I think Diggs has a little bit less input or not input, but a little bit less um, impact on the team just because, you know, they got so many other great weapons this year. It's basically been Justin Jefferson and who else for the Vikings, you know? So I think if, Jefferson was lost for the Vikings. I think they'd be in a lot worse shape than the Bills would be if they lost Diggs. But, you know, that's kind of more of a team-building thing. But I think they're both excellent receivers. And, you know, when you draw up a trade, everybody ideally wants it to work out this way. Like, they both want to win, but typically never happens. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. So assuming... Uh, Josh Allen plays. If he doesn't, how how much do you think the Minneapolis Miracle will be mentioned on the broadcast? I feel like I'd set the over-under at two and a half. <laughs> you know, I think I'd got to take the over on that. Um, they're going to mention it probably every chance they get. Once at the beginning probably a couple times throughout and then maybe at the end too, but even if Allen does play, which he, uh, he probably will, but if he plays, they still got to mention it like twice. Yeah. I, I think it's going to come up pretty often. Is there any way that we actually get news on whether Josh Allen is going to play t- tomorrow or not? So um, I actually saw a video online where um. This this just came out yesterday, I believe, or two days ago. I don't remember when it was. Um, Josh Allen was at practice, out practicing, and once the media came out of the, uh, he ran away. Came, yeah, he ran away back <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, I heard really that. I heard that it'll be announced like an hour before the game if he's gonna play, but you could check. Ian Rappaport seems to let you know at midnight. Central time, who all is going to play. So I guess we'll see if that is when it is announced. Riley and I were kind of discussing it yesterday about him running off the practice field. Like, were they planning on marking him as a DNP if he 
if the media wasn't there. But then once they were there, they kind of had to put down that he was practicing. So they put him as a limited participant. I think that's just kind of interesting. It's so crazy, like the chess match that they try to play with, you know, just trying to hide these injuries until the very last possible second. But I don't know. I think even if Case Keenum plays, it's still going to be a really tight game. I think it'd be tight regardless, but that Buffalo defense is really good. So I don't know how the Vikings offense will do, but I'm sure that their defense will, you know, they'll do okay regardless of whether Allen's playing or not. But Buffalo's defense is just insane. I feel like no matter who's that quarterback, the Vikings will lose by one touchdown. They seem to be in one-score games after another. I feel like if Keenum starts, they win by three. If Allen starts, they lose by three. But I think it's going to be that close either way. So you guys don't see if, – if Allen plays, you don't see the Vikings winning at all? I think I there's think a world will. where it happens, yeah. but I don't think it's the most likely likely scenario. Like if they play the game 10 times, I think Buffalo wins 7 out of 10. But maybe this will be one of the three games out of 10 that the Vikings actually win. I th- I think the Vikings are going to win. Um, somehow, okay. somewhere, I think they're going to win. I, th- I think they can pull it out. They had an away game last week. They kind of got their uh, – I mean, it was a close game. Defense didn't play too well. Um, I think they realized that, like, okay, we're playing on the road again. This is a good time to redeem ourselves, and they're going to come out with the win. The interior of that offensive line was also atrocious. So if I'm Buffalo, I'm taking maybe Von Miller and, you know, anybody else that's rushing off the edge, and I'm sticking them over the guard in the center and making them try to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. anybody that watched the game last week just saw the nightmare that Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, and Ed Ingram had against that amazing Washington front. I know that Washington's front has been really good, but I think they've been overrated and they definitely deserve credit, even though they're four and five. I mean, that's basically the you know, the life of their team. That's how they run things is they go through that defensive line and there's something mm-hmm. special. So, for my clown of the week this week, I got Baker Mayfield on headbutting all of his teammates um, and potentially putting himself on CTE protocol or concussion protocol. <clears throat> way, to, way to support your team, but it doesn't help you at, at all or your team, especially when you're not even playing. And uh, if potentially there was a case where P.J. Walker went down, you would not be in the right mindset to be playing because you're probably too busy butting your head with your teammates on the sidelines. So, good job. He's such a random dude. Like, how does he stay in all the commercials he's in? Like, he doesn't even wear his NFL uniform. He's in the Sooner uniform. Okay, not because not because um, they both play for the Browns, but I think – we can compare him to a slightly more successful Johnny Manziel. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their personalities definitely are similar. Mm-hmm. I think I think Baker's a little more tamed, but he, he got it away a lot better. I think he's a little bit more talented, too. Yeah. That's all for now. So enjoy the games tomorrow. Like, 
subscribe, comment, share, and it'll give us a rating on basically anywhere you can find your podcast and see you later.